This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Or if, you know, we weren't sure if you were out with a lady friend or something. Josh was like, if he's having sex, that's disgusting. <laughs> I said, I said, if he was having sex, it wouldn't nice. be 10. I said, if he was having sex, he wouldn't be 10 to 15 minutes late to be a minute late. And then you're ready like two minutes later. If only, then I wouldn't have had to text you at all. <laughs> I would have just anticipated. Cannot play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot cope with him. Can't do it. Welcome to the Clock Dodgers Podcast. I am your host, Neil, and with me is the Chicago Kid, Adam. How you living, Adam? Oh, living that nickname life, boy. That life, that, that, that nickname is legit, man. Oh, it's, legit. it's so good. It makes you sound it's way cooler. the best cooler. nickname that I've had since grade school. Actually, <laughs> you know what? Sidetrack conversation. Neil, what nicknames did you have growing up? Loser, dork. Nerd. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of good nicknames. Yeah, I was I was bodied up with a bunch of good nicknames, man. Also with us is the name slayer himself, Josh. What's up, my guy? Hey, how's it going? This guy is name slayer. This guy's become famous for his slaying of names, man. Uh, it's it's completely incorrect. That's fine. <laughs> I literally put up a poll on Twitter, and then like uh, Josh, the other Josh, you know, uh, he was like, "Yeah, you guys should definitely have more of those uh, segments where Josh says names wrongs." And I was like, I was legitimately trying to figure out a way to do that. Like, I was literally <laughs> trying to think of a, a segment where I can make Josh. I, I I literally was thinking I should just have find names and have Josh pronounce them to see if we get anything good out of them. Um, but I haven't put a list of names yet together, so that segment is on hold. But it's coming, Josh. Come on, guys. You can't force art. All right? You just have to let it happen. That's right. <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, we did force art with your Twitter reads, and I still love that. So we're going to keep oh, doing shit. this. Oh, shit. I forgot to look at Yeah, too late. Too late. Don't try yeah. to tweet nothing now. It I'm is... going to figure this out eventually. One of these, <laughs> one of these weeks. One of these weeks I'm going to remember. I'm going to tweet something real good. I'm gonna make you read some real good stats or something. Nah. I'm gonna find some some knowledge. Nah, <laughs> we're gonna know if you choreograph it. If you set it up to, if you rig it, we're gonna know it. Speaking of choreographed, I, I'd love it if I just drop a video that's a dance video of me <laughs> right before the podcast. No. So you guys go to check, and it's just like, what the fuck is this? Shit? That is not good. We'll stop the segment that uh. day. I'm prepared, as always, to discuss fantasy football with you, gentlemen. It's a fun week. Last week was fun. This week coming up is fun. I promise I'm not going to hit you guys with any helmets if we disagree. Can I get a gentleman's agreement that we're going to play fair, boys? No, no absolutely not. No. <laughs> I, might, I might take off my skate and try and stab somebody, though. 
<laughs> so, wait, we, we, we recorded last week. That happened. The Miles Garrett thing happened after, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I didn't think we talked about that at all. And I was like, how did we not talk about that? And I'm like, oh, it must have happened after. So, yeah, that was a crazy, uh, crazy moment. But hopefully the NFL stays uh, proper this week. We'll see how it plays out. Um, let's go ahead and let's just jump into straight into some headlines. And we'll start with some injuries that are of concern. And then we'll jump into our, our normal stuff. But Marlon Mack hurt his hand. My boy, Marlon Mack, the only Mack in the NFL that matters, not that one in Chicago. Listen, I know everyone is basically talking about who's going to replace this guy, who to pick up off of waivers, which one do you trust? I, you know, you guys know how I do with these with these replacement running backs. I'm usually not too excited about these kind of guys. Like the Lions situation is always ugly. Every, every, I don't know. I don't trust these situations a lot of times. So I don't have any preference on these Colt running backs as far as waivers are concerned. I'm not going to play any of these guys, so I don't really care. But some people are in a position where they either love some of these guys or need to start some of these guys. Do either one of you have a strong preference or feeling towards either one of these guys or any of these three guys that are there? Yeah, yeah, I, I have a preference. I think it's Naheem Hines all the way, man. The last time that Mac was out uh, last year, Hines was there. Of course, they didn't have Jonathan Williams, but by the end of Naheem, no, by the end of Marlon Mack's absence, Naheem Hines was getting like 72% of the work, the, the the running back work. And besides that, he's still the passing game back. He's still going to give you the best PPR floor. I, 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 to me, it's Naheem Hines. I know people are excited about Jonathan Williams because he rushed for 100 yards, and hey, he's been a good player, but I, I think it's I think it's Hines for me. You agree, Adam? Are you are you on the Hines wagon for this too? Or are you staying away from any of them? What are, what are you doing? Honestly, like I, I I think I'm more with you, Neil. Like I don't I'm pretty apathetic towards both these guys. Like I think where you're at in most redraft leagues is if either on waivers, you pick one of them up. Right. If they're both on waivers, it's it's kind of a weird question because, like Josh said, I mean. Typically, I want to go after the pass catching back. I just, I personally think Naheem Hines isn't getting more than five attempts. Like he's getting five rushing attempts. That is, as far as how much he's going to get targeted in the passing game, I think that the matchup with Houston might cause them to be throwing more. So Hines might be getting more attempts. But honestly, like th- this feels so much like Brian Hill last week. Like it feels like guys who were going to project to get a lot of touches, but Neither one of them, I think, are really going to be fantasy relevant. Brian Hill last week, Ty Johnson in Detroit when um, John, when Terry on, on went down. It's like there's always some guy that everyone gets crazy about, and how often does it really play out in a positive way for everybody? I mean, like, I don't know. I feel like if you got other guys on your team that you've that you've been had, you know, they're they're more likely the replacement that you're going to need to use than some guy that you know you're just going to pick up right now and hope that you know he's the replacement. I don't know. I don't get crazy about these situations. Josh loves these situations. I do. Josh thrives in these situations. He loves it. But like, do you want Brian Hill over again, Josh? Yeah. First of all, Brian Hill got the <laughs> he got the work. All right. <laughs> so that that's that makes it a good process play. He had 18 touches. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> I just love. I love I love process plays. I, I love the concept. 
I, I love 18 touches for four fantasy points. <laughs> I just like sometimes sometimes that happens. The week before, I mean the week that everybody is like excited about what he was able to do, he scored 14 fantasy points with a touchdown. You remove the touchdown, he had an eight fantasy point game. Like he does he's nothing. Like, why were we even excited about Brian Hill to begin with? What this work? What, what are we it's doing? Volume. It's volume. Yeah, I know it's volume, but it's volume that Devonta Freeman wasn't even doing anything with. Yeah, but Devonta like, Freeman might be washed. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah, are Brian, you guys serious Brian right now? Brian Hill is washed. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Are you guys seriously knocking Freeman right now? I knocked Freeman a couple weeks ago, and you all said, I don't understand no, why you're being I so hard on him. Freeman. He just knocked Freeman. Whatever. I definitely didn't. You said he wasn't doing father. much with. Yeah, he wasn't doing much with – right before he got injured, he wasn't doing much with the touches that he had. But Brian Hill is doing even less. Mm. Brian Hill had one bad game. Running back efficiency is completely external to the running back. It's all situational. All that matters is volume Josh, running back. if you were forced to pick one, Hines, Hill, or Duke Johnson, who would you pick? Hines, Hill. Or Duke Johnson. <sighs> it's, it's Duke. <laughs> It's, it's Duke, sad. Man. It's sad when it Forever. actually is Duke. Forever that's, Duke. Forever Duke. That's how you know how bad the rest of them are when Duke is the I answer. mean, at least Duke has had multiple double-digit scoring games. Like He's at least shown the ability. Josh is always looking for a new Duke. That's all there is to it. Anyway, <laughs> listen. It's Patrick Laird, dude. I found him. <laughs> <laughs> so, listen. Trubisky hurt his hip, supposedly. That's why Chicago's not playing him, supposedly. Nobody's going to miss him, honestly, the way this thing is, uh, has played out so far. I'm going to miss him. Stop. No, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> do we have any, I actually do, am. Do we have any legit reasoning to point to why Trubisky regressed so hard this year? Like, is it all his fault? Is there something happening with the team? Like, what is going I on? Mean, he was this last year, except he was more inconsistent and the inconsistencies were the good parts. Like, he's consistently bad now. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. You could, like, you could watch games last year where he would he would do everything that he's doing this year. He just he hasn't improved at all whatsoever. And I think last year Matt Nagy was just able to scheme it better, but now he's just gotten to a point where – he just, I don't know. They can't, they can't, I, you know, it's crazy. Like even watching the games, it's just like, he, he seems totally lost out there. So in dynasty, do either one of you want any part of this guy anymore? I mean, I think, in, you know, two QB super flex leagues, of course, but I mean, of course, in, of course is a strong word right now. I don't know. Yeah. I don't understand the, the idea that you're going to cut a guy who's the starting quarterback in the NFL, who's a young starting quarterback, who's really a franchise quarterback, even though I don't personally want him as the Bears franchise quarterback. I think the idea that he's, you know, going to get benched permanently is ludicrous. It's just not going to happen. The the team's invested. They're overly invested in him. I mean, we they traded way too much to get, Trubisky to go ahead and just after a year and a half say yeah we're done with you so I don't know personally I think that last week was partially a hip injury but it was way more Matt Nagy making a decision that he didn't want his quarterback to completely face like face plant 
He didn't want him to just have this completely amazingly awful performance because he thought he wouldn't be able to rebound from it. And now with them playing against the Giants this week, I don't know. Personally, I think Trubisky will start, but that is heavily influenced by my need for him to start. (laughs) (laughs) Super bias. Yeah. Well, you know, when you got a lot of money on the line and, you know, this week's a weird week for best ball leagues because if you played in any of the best ball championship stuff, this is the last week of the regular season. So this is when all the playoffs start. And him and Kyler Murray led one of my teams in the mega best ball championship. And there's no Kyler this week. So if there's no Mitchell, then I have no quarterback this week. And my, what, I think I have like a 17 point lead over, uh, shout out Noah Riddell, who's a, actually a really well-known high stakes player is in second in that league. So nipping at my heels and uh, I need Trubisky. So so, uh, I'm heavily, I'm heavily influenced, but I do think that the cow or I'm sorry, that the, uh, that the bears are going to go back to him. And and that ultimately he, he has upside still against the giants playing at home. Like this could be a get right game. Yeah. You're well wishing. Because you're, because you're best ball. That's all there is. That's it's all this that is, obvious, folks. Huh? Next week, you'll hear a very depressed version of Adam. Just like he had 19 one. points a week ago. You're going to be very depressed next week, Adam. He threw three TDs. He has a hip injury, my friend. Yeah, he practiced fully today. He practiced fully on a Wednesday. Those hips don't lie. Wednesdays saying. are like the days that people normally take off. Those hips don't lie. Unless you you're right. The you. hips don't lie, and I'm starting to feel the Trubisky boy. <laughs> Juju has a knee injury. And it's looking like he's not going to play. <laughs> Juju is learning from AJ Green is what Juju's yeah, doing. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my Juju, God. Juju's doing the AJ Green hardcore. <laughs> not expected to play against AJ Green. He's like, hey, let's just do this together, man. We haven't heard any, like, complaining from Juju, though, have we? No. He's – no. That's yeah. just – I don't think that's the type of person he is. But... No, I don't either. Like, it's, I wouldn't blame him if he did. How could you? Mason Rudolph is maybe the worst quarterback in the NFL right now. I mean, the kid can't throw the ball more than five yards, and he's picking fights with people (laughs) that are twice his size and gets them thrown out of the league. It's fun. (laughs) But but Juju has gone from, like, being a a superstar in the NFL to being, like, a guy this year. And if he was griping about it, who, who could blame him? I wouldn't. He's trying his best to be the anti-AB, but somebody here did say Juju was going to struggle this year. I don't know who it was, but... No, you're totally right, man. I mean, you you hit the nail on the head. I mean, you predicted before the season started that Big Ben was going to get injured and that Mason Rudolph was going to come in and that Shut he shouldn't throw more than five yards. Man, you knew it. You knew it was going to happen. I didn't say I knew all that, Adam. <laughs> I didn't say I knew all that. I mean, come on. You can't you can't say that this is a good reflection of Juju's season. I'm like, doing it. He's had to play with a quarterback who is just – the kid shouldn't – he shouldn't even have an NFL job. Like, I, what are we doing? It's so bad. It's so bad. It's Listen, painful. I'm waiting to see Juju have a successful season without AB. When it happens, you let me know, all right? All right. You, I'll you talk to you next year. You let me know. Anything? Any thoughts on Kaepernick? Anything? Any strong I would, feelings? I would, I would love to hear somebody like, I don't want this to just be like the video and then that's it. And it seems like that's the direction we're going, doesn't it? Has he heard anything? Not that I've heard that he's heard anything. Nope. I don't know. I think both sides knew coming into this that it was about publicity. Like, 
I mean, I think Kaepernick would have taken any opportunity, but I don't think that he ever expected to get one from this. And I think the NFL was just putting on a show. I agree. Doesn't the NFL, like, hate this guy, though? Is it just... I don't know. I mean, the NFL is not one thing. It's a bunch of individuals. So I'm sure there are some owners that definitely do not like Kaepernick for what he's done. But I think that there are probably a lot that are just apathetic because, you know, they know they can't bring him in because of how much negative media attention it would draw from a portion of the uh, country. But, yeah, I digress. I like that he stuck it to the NFL. I like it, man. Stuck it to the man. I like it. I don't know. I don't know the uh, how much validity, validity, however that validity, word, validity this has. But on uh, MSN.com, there's an article that says uh, Colin Kaepernick's lawyer says two teams are interested. This is one day ago, and it says uh, appearing on the Adam Carolla show, Mark Garagos, which is Kaepernick's lawyer, spoke in depth about the reasoning Kaepernick's workout was moved. And then he broke some news saying a couple of teams have showed interest in his client. Garagos said he thinks that something will happen on this within the next 10 days. He continued saying there are two teams I think are in the hunt. One who is legitimately in need of a quarterback who had a very poor showing on Sunday and has got an owner that I think don't give a shit. The second team, he said, is run by an owner who does care, but which is in the hunt and needs a quarterback. I don't know. Well, in don't the know. hunt and needs a quarterback. Yeah, it says here the first team could be the Carolina Panthers. Kyle Allen is coming off his worst performance of the season and has taken a big step backward the past four games. He's also he's also one of the teams we've highlighted as being perfect for Kaepernick. Uh, and it says, however, um, Tepper said on Monday the Panthers aren't interested in signing Kaepernick. So it's going to be fascinating to see who's mentioned in the coming days. I don't know. We'll see, man. It'll be cool, but I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know if any team has the balls to do it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. With how much atrocious quarterback play there already is in the NFL, it's like, why not give it a shot? I would. I definitely think someone should give it a shot. I just don't. I don't know if anyone. Everyone's. I think everyone's afraid to get uh, Trump tweeting about them. So we'll see. Because <laughs> you know our president is so bored that he'll be t- tweeting about it as soon as the team signs them. Yeah, he will. I don't <laughs> understand why they care. Honestly, though, like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Let's jump into some of our regularly scheduled programming we have trust issues with some really interesting names on it this week and we're going to do it a little differently not just name the guy or talk about this week we're going to talk about guys and where they'll land rest of season so how they'll finish out production wise so the first one we have is a guy we were just talking about which is juju trust issues on whether juju will be a top 25 wide receiver rest of season um as of right now, I believe, Josh, did you have anything on here? No, I don't think we have it yet. Okay, so I don't know where he's at right now. I think he's in the 30s. Am I right? Anyone know? Late 30s, something like that? Um, I, I can check. I got it in okay. front of me. But yeah, so Juju, rest of season, top 25. I obviously have trust issues with this. Like I said, I didn't believe in him coming into the season that much, or at least as much as everybody else did. And with the quarterback situation, it doesn't look like it should change. He's got injuries now. I don't see how this can change that much and get that much better as the season ends so uh top 25 i have serious trust issues with that yeah he's wide receiver 37 on the season and that includes games that he got to play with ben roethlisberger so i don't know how we can't have trust issues here as i've said before mason rudolph is atrocious he 
can't push the ball downfield. He cannot utilize a dynamic receiver like Juju Smith-Schuster. So he's basically been made irrelevant. Um, I think that really at this point, it's it's hard to start Juju if you're, you know, in contention. I think that on a week-to-week basis, it's it's very easy that he would be outside even like your top 36 just because there, there's no reliability there. I mean, he's not going to be playing this week, more likely than not, and this is going to be the best matchup that he's going to get all, all year. Uh, so, you know, and even the last time they played Cincinnati this year, he did nothing. So it's, yeah, to me, it's one of those things where I, I'm not, I'm looking for reasons to put Juju on my bench. I might have to get this Juju is doo-doo campaign off the ground. I think it's time. It has nothing to do with I'm him, just Sean, kidding. Man. Calm down, Adam. <laughs> Stop defending this I'm man. I'm cool, man. I'm not even crying. Shut up. <laughs> it's not playing well, and you have a lot of stock in him. I do. Josh. I had a lot of Juju this year. I don't know if there's a much of a chance, but, I mean, if you're ever going to try to buy Juju in Dynasty, this would be the moment. Oh, this is now definitely the time to buy Yeah, him not sure if anybody will so, bail on him. Some people are saying he's not even, like, a top 12 fan or Dynasty wide receiver anymore. I'm like... The overreaction is real, so yeah. I mean, if you if you believe in Juju, now's definitely a time to buy. Yes, sir. A man on the other on his way up, while Juju's on his way down. Darius Slayton, top twenty-five wide receiver, rest of season. Josh. Yeah, you know, (laughs) it's tough for me to get behind a guy like Darius Slayton who just kind of comes out of nowhere and doesn't have you know, much of what we look for in a profile, but no, I don't think he's going to be top 24. Sorry. I just, I, don't, I can't. I can't <laughs> you, you better apologize. You better fucking apologize for saying some shit like that. That shit no, is not, I mean, not that slide. I just don't see it. I, well, Josh, he I was mean, a not so obvious weeks. flex of the week for me a few weeks ago, man. Yeah, I mean he's had he's had two very good weeks, but that well three it takes more than that. Oh, here we go. Well, if you keep letting him play, he'll have four and then five, and you gotta let him play, Josh. Yeah, I mean, that'll be that'll be great for him if he does. But I'm not. He, I mean, he's definitely a playmaker. I guess the real question is, what type of player do you want to have in your lineup down the stretch? And I unfortunately feel like. Except in leagues where I'm starting, you know, 11 plus guys, I'm probably not going to be starting Darius Slayton week in, week out, simply because he's he's super volatile. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna have another big game or another two big games down the stretch here. It's definitely possible, but in games that he hasn't blown up and had a big play touchdown, I mean, he's gonna get you five points or less. So you have to realize that you have that level of volatility. And I don't know, personally, I feel more comfortable starting him when I have to start a large number of players than if, you know, I'm in a league that's your standard start to running back three wide receiver. I, I feel like hitting both of you over the head with a helmet right now. You're both wrong. <laughs> Darius Slayton, I trust you as a top 25 wide receiver this season. No right way. now, if I was in redraft and I was in playoff contention, I would trade Juju for Darius Slayton right now. Go get yourself a championship, folks. Don't listen to these two. I'd rather have Devontae Parker than Darius Slayton. That's crazy for you to say. You were, Dude, you were looking for every reason to hate Devontae Parker, 
and now you're taking him over Slayton. You're, just, you're ridiculous, man. You're ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, at least he flip-flops in the right direction. Yeah. I mean, Devonta Parker's been one of the most consistent assets to have in fantasy football over the last seven weeks. Like, he's he's been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like, over 10 fantasy points every single week. Had his biggest game last week. I mean... Yeah, I'd much rather have Devonta Parker than, than Darius Slayton. Hey, no no Parker shade over here, man. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I'm the guy who still had him in Dynasty when everybody else they get rid of him. So it is what it is. It is what it is, folks. The next man on the list, you guys seem to be a fan of him up and down, up and down. You guys flip-flop here, too. Tevin Coleman, top 12 running back, rest of season. He's on fire. His 49ers are on fire. You guys see it happening? Trust or trust no. issues? I don't think he's going to make top 12. No way. I don't, I don't think that Tevin Coleman is better than Matt Breida. And I mean, maybe if Matt Breida is just completely sidelined, if he's just injured, that you would have to cut off Matt Breida's leg for that to happen. Like, Damn. You want I mean, it's not going to happen just because it's the San Francisco offense. It's just not how it operates. I mean, Tevin Coleman has had one top 12 week all season. So no, he's not going to be top twelve rest of the season. I don't. I don't even know if he's top twenty four rest of the season. I mean, on the season right now, he is. Shit, how low is he? I got to use my search function. <laughs> I mean, he's twenty sixth on the season right now, but he's only played eight weeks. Where has he been the last the, few weeks? I mean, the last few weeks. He the last four weeks. Let's go four weeks back because four weeks ago is when he had his forty point game. But after that 40-point game, he's had five fantasy points, 11 PPR points, and nine PPR points. So, and honestly, like, if he's not getting three and four catches in both those games, I mean, he's practically been irrelevant on the ground. But that, but that, but what's his name does that too in Green Bay? I mean, that's true. But the big difference is touchdowns, and Coleman is not finding the end zone. I mean, you're talking about one game where Aaron Jones has done that, like, six games. I mean, it's a completely different situation. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think Coleman, not top 12. I don't even think I feel confident about him being top 24. And like Josh said, once Matt Breida comes back, I don't feel confident in him at all. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I don't I don't trust him to be that good either. I was just curious what you guys thought, especially with, again, it's important to, ha- you know, to throw these guys in these conversations because, you know, when guys do have those big weeks or, you know, guys are filling in, you know, getting more work because of injuries. It's important to discuss them because some people get caught up in the recency bias. Some people get caught up in a team being on fire and just assume, oh, they're starting running backs. Call me. So, you know, he's got to be doing great. You know, so it's important to have the conversation, I think, because otherwise, you know, some people are going to make bad decisions. Um, the next guy on the list uh, who is absolutely on fire is Jacob Hollister. Do we think he can finish as a top 10 tight end rest of season? Yeah. I think I think this guy is just working out really well in Seattle, and I think Jacob Hollister is is going to be is going to be top ten on the season for sure. I mean, I don't know if it's just Russell Wilson. I don't really buy that he just makes whatever tight end uh, relevant, but that has sure been happening. And yeah, yeah, I. Mean- I, I I love having Jacob Hollister in the tight end premium leagues. He's a great, he's a great pickup. Yeah, I don't know if it's Russell Wilson either. I don't know if it's Hollister, Disley before him. Someone's got the secret sauce in Seattle. I don't know who it is, but I mean, I don't think you could deny, you know, that he's a top ten rest of the season. I trust him, Adam. Yeah, I mean, Disley and Hollister, they're both athletic guys, and I think that Russell Wilson. I mean, he 
just one of those quarterbacks that elevates the players around him. And, I mean, the last two weeks have, have been fantastic. I don't know if you can expect that moving forward from Hollister, but I feel like you've got to trust him. Tight end is such a mess right now that getting any glimmer of hope is fantastic. I mean, I, I think Hollister feels like a confident locked-in starter the rest of the way. I agree. So so in Dynasty, I, I, I sold him today on a team where I'm not really in contention because I think that while he has a lot of potential for the rest of the season, I don't know what's happening when Disley comes back. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, he could fade into oblivion very easily. Yeah. I think that happens a lot at tight end, too. There's so few that really rise above everyone else. Like, it's very – I mean, even look at a player like Jimmy Graham, who was at the top of the league for a long time, fell off so quickly, and he's been in the league like another five years just at this waffling level of skill level. Yeah, I think that's an interesting selling dynasty for sure. Those are the kind of moments you take advantage of, Josh. And you can probably go out and get him too, you know. And nobody's going to ask for much for Jacob Hollister. I just love that the Patriots lost out on him. <laughs> well, they have Ben Watson, the immortal Ben Watson. <laughs> They're like, who needs uh, Gronk? He retired. We don't need to replace that guy. We got Ben Watson, baby. And there goes That's Jacob Hollister wild. just balling. It's, it's a beautiful thing, man. Uh, the last guy on our list, you guys mentioned his wide receiver earlier. And it's Ryan Fitzpatrick, who, man, he's been not too shabby, not too shabby of late. So do we trust Ryan Fitzpatrick as a top 12 quarterback rest of the season? I know it's a lot to ask for, but these questions have to be asked. You know what? Ryan Fitzpatrick is just a baller. And, like, he, yeah, he, he's, he's top 12. He's making a wide receiver out of Devontae. What are you talking about? He's <laughs> making a I wide never, receiver. I like never interrupt you, but what are you talking about? Why? Parker, you could put a scarecrow on the NFL field with Fitzpatrick, and it would be a but wide that receiver. That has nothing to do with fantasy points. <laughs> he has. He's, he has he's, a, he's a, the QB 24 on the season. The guy averages 12 fantasy points a game. What are you talking about? His last this is, five this weeks. is Sam Darnold all over again. I'm I'm furious. His last five weeks, QB8, QB24, QB5, 18, You just 19. said QB24 in the last two weeks. Who cares? It's one bad week. Yeah, he had 11 points. He was, he was Phil Rivers weeks? for a week. You can make top 12 on the season and, and have some of those. I don't know. I mean, to me, Ryan Fitzpatrick's a guy who, you know, is going to get you a confident 14 points every week and he'll have the occasional 20 point game. But like other than a streaming asset, I, I don't know. I, I just I don't see how you can confidently recommend a guy who has two 20 point performances on the season. And outside of that's average, like literally 10 points a game. He has Cleveland, Philly, and New York Jets to finish the year in 12, 13. That ain't bad. Is that the fantasy playoff schedule? Yeah, 12, 13, week 12, 13, and 14. Do we think he will be starting in the fantasy playoffs? I think so. Yeah, I think he will be. Are they going to bench him for They're going to ride him to the end of the year? I think so. I mean, they've... Really? Interesting. I think they're done with Rosen. Oh, man. This... Or, or they just don't want to damage him beyond what they have already. 
I don't know. I think that he's got two, three weeks left at most, and I don't think any of those weeks he performs as a top-12 quarterback. I mean, he might have a fluke week here and there, but, yeah, I don't know. Sorry to come so strong, but, like, I just – yeah, that kind of shocked me. I, I, I just don't see it. Look, I'm just – I'm in the Ryan Fitzpatrick cheering section. I mean, and... I have been most of his career too, but I just – I mean, he has two 20-point games on the season. Like, it's it's not like this is something he's doing regularly. He's he's hitting that stride, Adam. He's hitting that stride, man. Rounding into form. Rounding into form. Okay. He's rushing for touchdowns when he doesn't he's throw touchdowns. He's a week or two away from getting benched for the year. Like, for what? For the future, to try out any other quarterback on their roster. I think they would have done it. Like, I really, I really think they would have done it already. I mean, they're not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. I think that's what they're waiting for. And they did kind of do it already and then pull it back, which is the weirdest thing in the world. But, yeah. QB, QB1 on the year is probably is probably not actually going to happen, but I want it to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and we want Devontae Parker's success to continue. And for that to happen, we need Fitz to ball out. Man, so It's just the weirdest thing ever. It is. This is Dolphins, dude. Do you guys remember – before the season started, when they started pulling that shit with Kenny Stills, I was like, man, I don't like what the Dolphins are doing, man. I don't like the way this head coach is acting. I feel like he's doing some bad ideas for this team. It just doesn't feel good. I was getting attacked on Twitter by Dolphin fans. I'm like, it just doesn't feel good, <laughs> man. It just doesn't feel good. And here it that. is. It's playing out. Uh, it's playing yeah, out. I mean, Dolphin fans tend to be ornery. Yeah. Trust me, I live down here. I know. All right. Yeah, so I mean, Adam, how 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 bad do you think Ryan Fitzpatrick will finish rest of the year? If you don't think top twelve, where do you think he'll be? Be generous. Outside the top, outside outside the top twenty rest of season, and that's on a points per game basis. Because I won't I won't even knock you for the fact that I don't think he'll start the last two three weeks of the season. Let's move over to ranking. We only have two this week: streaming quarterbacks and streaming tight ends. Shout out to uh, Adam here. Adam doing some of a personal flair here. He has uh, Tannehill versus Jacksonville, Driscoll versus Washington, and I'm assuming this is Adam's edit, Mason Fuckboy Rudolph versus Cincinnati. <laughs> that is not my edit. So then Josh <laughs> that, did that. That's just rude, Adam. That's Josh. Uh, <laughs> I assume that was Neil. That was that's not me. Great. Oh, that's good stuff. So Josh is a fucking... Right. He's. I cannot believe Josh came in here on the sneak tip and put fuckboy in between Mason and Rudolph. No, I don't. I think that's inappropriate. I think he should have a middle name, though, and I think it should be White Privilege. <laughs> he's such an asshole. No, he's just the definition of White Privilege. I mean, he is. he's the reason I have to hear about White Privilege because that was white privilege <laughs> that him not getting suspended at all is the whitest privilege that I've ever seen demonstrated in the NFL. Like that's just ridiculous, but I digress. Yeah. It was trash. And then his attitude afterwards still being a fucking cunt, man. Oh, uh, he here. reminded me of like the 12 year old who hits a kid with a baseball bat. And it's like, I didn't do anything. Oh man. Like, all right. Fuck boy was appropriate. Good job, Josh. How do you He's rank? Terrible. How do you rank the fuck boy and the other guys, Tannehill and Driscoll? Uh, well, fuck I think Tannehill's such a good matchup. <laughs> I think Tannehill's the best of the group. So, 
in, in the past in the past four weeks, okay, against Josh Allen, Cousins, Garoppolo, and Fitzpatrick, Washington has not allowed a, a performance over QB twenty. That's Driscoll's matchup. So I don't, you know, I don't love that. Mason Rudolph doesn't have a wide receiver that has an A dot over ten yards. <laughs> Jalen Samuels is leading the team in targets over the last three weeks. <laughs> That's because it's as far as you can get the ball down. The it field. is. It is. It's so bad. Oh god. Ugh. So so I would go Tannehill. Tannehill first. And then Driscoll, I think, has a rough matchup. And Mason, I I want him out of the NFL sooner rather than later. I listen the same way as you. I'm assuming Adam does too, but I don't know. Yep, yeah, yeah. We're in lockstep here. I do like Jeff Driscoll's like floor though with his rushing ability. I mean, I, I love Konami code running backs, especially guys like Driscoll that are on waiver wires everywhere. I mean, they present such a high floor weekly. And, you know, if you can find the end zone on the ground, then you're golden. So even though Washington is kind of a bad matchup for quarterbacks, I think because he has that rushing ability, it's still not a terrible matchup. But, yeah, I mean, let's – if you, all right, guys, get, get Ryan Fitzpatrick out of your damn mouth. The real question should have been, can Ryan Tannehill be a top 12 quarterback rest of the season? Because this is a guy who I want as my fantasy quarterback down the stretch. I mean, talk about consistency. This guy has between 19 and 28 fantasy points each of the last four weeks since taking over. Like, this is – Ryan Tannehill is doing fantastic, and I – personally love starting him in the leagues that I have him and I feel confident starting him each week and I think this week against Jacksonville is going to be no different even though I have this weird feeling that Derrick Henry is going to score like two three touchdowns this week so yeah Tannehill is going to finish the year strong man so when he runs into that Oakland Raider defense on the week 14 but you know other than that the important thing to take away from this episode is that white privilege does not lead to success in the NFL so See you, Mason. The hell out of here, man. See, that's a team that should sign Kaepernick. Period. Straight shout up. Out, shout out to all the black quarterbacks up for MVP. Dude, seriously. I mean, those yeah, athletic, yeah, seriously, quarterbacks though, are balling. Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, like those are the guys. And it's beautiful to see because, like, you know, at a point in this in in the NFL, like at one point, like that wasn't even like an option. Like, oh, a black quarterback, hundred percent. You know what I mean? And I were like, oh, maybe you were trying to keep them out because they're better than you. I mean, that's the point. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah, uh, seriously, Kaepernick to the Steelers. Wouldn't that be crazy? Yeah, it would be fantastic. Juju would be top 24. Oh, yeah, right. because Kaepernick can only throw the ball to his number one receiver. It would be the best. It'd be beautiful. <laughs> one look Kaepernick would be perfect for Juju. You, you know who else had some good games with Colin Kaepernick? Vance McDonald did in San Francisco, and I would not be opposed to that. Or I would lay up every waiver wire for Kaepernick if he got signed. I'd be all over that. I'd spend every dollar I got left on. That's how much I believe in it. Three years out of the league, give me all the Kaepernick I can get. For, for the record, if he ever plays again, I think he's not going to be good. But let's move Dude, on. Dude, are you just trying to be Three years a Debbie out of the Downer? League. He wasn't even good when he was last in the you league. You are a Debbie Downer. I think Downer. he deserves a chance because guys Yo. like Mason Rudolph are starting in the Yo. NFL. And quarterbacks are terrible. But like, <laughs> let's be real, Kaepernick isn't amazing. <laughs> Didn't Kurt Warner have a layoff? Kurt Warner had a break. Kurt Donovan McNabb did too, I think. What are we doing? Move on. Miles Garrett, I know you're chilling at home right now. If I could pay you to go to Adam's house for a visit, 
Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't need a helmet to my head. Come yes, on, you man. do, man. You deserve it. As of right now, you're pushing it. You're pushing no, it. I, Colin Kaepernick, amazing human being. I appreciate everything he's done in the league, everything he's done, period. But as a quarterback in the NFL, like, I don't know. He's a one-look pass guy who can run. I'm going to move he's on because I don't want to hear you bash Kaepernick any longer. It's true, though. It's not even. It's not even bashing. He's also you, a full. You can do that and right now be a top twenty quarterback in the NFL. So I'm not saying he shouldn't have an NFL job. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that he's not a top half of the NFL guy. Uh, that's not much to say for someone who's not in the NFL. Is he better than Ryan Fitzpatrick tomorrow if he comes back? I think so. Okay. Yeah, but Ryan Fitz. Well, yeah, I think just because he's more dynamic. Yeah. They do such different things. He's right. like a better Jeff Driscoll. <laughs> All right. Let's move on That's to stream. That's a compliment. I'm, let, I'm, I'm letting it rock, Adam. I'm not trying to debate with you any longer about Colin Kaepernick. I'm letting you have whatever you want to believe about him. All right? Streaming tight ends. We got Fant, Noah Fant versus Buffalo. We got our boy Hollister against the Eagles. And we got Griffin of the New York Jets versus the Oakland Raiders. Adam, I'm going to let you start this one. Oh, man. I put this one on here because this is hard for me. Okay, then don't answer no, it first. I mean, you want to no, back no, down? No, I'll, I'll answer it first. We've already talked about the guy who I'd have first because I think Jacob Hollister does have to jump out the first year. I mean, back-to-back weeks of just phenomenal production, has the best quarterback of the group, and honestly has just really been the most reliant. Um, Ryan Griffin is such an interesting guy to me. I have had him on a dynasty league, no joke, for like five years, and it's a tight end premium league. And I swear to God, I just somehow always end up having to play this guy. Like, it, it just, it, he, he, he ends up producing some game every year. And this year seems like it's no different. And now with two huge weeks over the last four weeks, I mean, to me, he he seems like somebody I feel more confident in week over week than Noah Fant. But honestly, all these guys feel like good streaming options. Um, but yeah, that would be the order I'd have to have them in. Yeah, I would actually go Hollister, Griffin, Fant also. And it, it pains me to say that, but with Griffin, he's playing Oakland. Anyone who watches Oakland knows they don't, they don't really have the greatest linebackers in the world. And they just signed um, Preston Brown, who got cut by the Bengals. And, like, he's all right as, a, like, a run stopper, but he's horrible in coverage. And I'm paranoid that, you know, the Raiders aren't going to acknowledge that fact. And if they don't acknowledge that fact, then someone like Griffin is going to have a field day if, he, if they play him. So we'll see. But, uh, yeah, I don't feel great about the Raiders stopping tight ends typically. So um, right now I would put Griffin above Fan. But Fan has been balling too, man. Fan has been doing good. So um, I don't think you'll – I don't think you should panic or be nervous if you have any of these guys this week. But – if I have to rank them, it's Hollister, Griffin, Fant. Josh, you agree? I think you guys are too high on Ryan Griffin. Mm. I'd, put him, I'd put him at the bottom. Why? Josh doesn't like production. He likes volume. Yeah. No, no, he likes like volume. And how, and how did Ryan Griffin do in college? Did he dominate? Adam, <laughs> Adam we have had this argument so many times where you yeah, were know volume, 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 volume. Yeah. And now it's production. Uh-huh. So. I like when both happen. I don't like hollow volume and I don't like production that comes out of nowhere. 
But when a guy, you know, at the tight end position, to me, double-digit points is kind of the threshold for whether I feel like it was a good week or not. And over the last, what is this, seven weeks? or No, over the last six weeks, he has four double-digit games, and two of those, he scored 24 points. Like, I don't know. I don't think you can ignore production. He's also had a one-catch, negative two-yard game. That happened. And another one-catch, one-yard game. <laughs> so I, I understand why Josh is concerned. But, I mean, Adam said that Ryan Griffin usually has a good game a year, maybe two. Can we at least celebrate it, Josh? You can celebrate it, but you just shouldn't chase it. All right. He plays Oklahoma. He plays Oakland, Cincinnati, Miami the next three weeks. That is that not is, bad. That's pretty that fun. That is really pretty. That's pretty fun. <laughs> Josh is like, I did not look at the schedule. <laughs> I'll tell you this, though. Like, like, the hog rate of these three guys, so how often they get targeted per snap, Ryan Griffin – Six percent. He is just a guy. Okay, Noah Fant, 10, 10.5. Jacob Hollister, 18. No, I'm sorry, 14 percent. Hollister is actually good at football. Noah Fant probably is too. Ryan Griffin's a guy. A guy who's gonna do good this week. I'm with you, Josh. <laughs> I'm with you. He's just I mean, a guy who's gonna do good. Maybe. I don't know. I think all three of them should have a good week. Fan does get targeted a lot, though. They like, I don't know. We'll see. He actually started catching balls, so that's that's a big plus. <laughs> it's kind of important. Yeah, it means something. All right, that's it for our stream rankums of the week. Let's move over. We're gonna try something a little different this week. We're gonna do some redraft buy or sell. We're gonna try to make it somewhat of a speed round. There's no such thing as like fast speed with Adam. But we're going to try. And maybe I'll just like fast forward his parts when he talks. Um, you yeah, guys just hit two X on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whenever Adam talks, just for listeners, this is a pro tip when you're a listener. Whenever Adam talks, hit two X on your podcast app. And then when me and Josh speak, you can slow it back down because we're not going to drag you out. Do you, do you guys do that with podcasts? I don't. I no. think it's obnoxious that anyone does it. Yeah, I, I have done it before with certain podcasts, but the farthest I go is 1.25, and it's only ones where like I notice dead air. Like uh, Brendan Schaub, when I used to listen to his podcast, he would do that all the time. Like he just the way his cadence was, he would have a lot of dead air. So his I would listen to at 1.25, but like yeah, I I don't know. I don't understand people who listen to everything at 1.5 or something. I'm like. What what are we in the rush to do here? Exactly, it, it drives me crazy. It's like, what man, you know how much people like on an, on a, on a good podcast, people put a lot of effort and work into like you know production and entertainment and all this kind of stuff. Like you're blasting through it. Like, are you? I don't understand what the race is. Like, what do you what are we doing here? It's like, man, just like enjoy it how it is. I don't know if you have. I don't know, man. It's just weird. Yeah, another another podcast time thing that I don't understand is people who like need their podcast to be a certain length. Yeah, it's a weird thing. <laughs> what is, there's not another show coming on after this, guys. Apparently, there's a lot of analytics that like back that up, too. And I think it's so really? interesting because I listen to so many podcasts that are like three hours long or longer. And then I'll listen to podcasts that are like 10 minutes. Like it, to me, it doesn't matter at all. But I think for the I think the average like i don't know the average consumer of podcasts to me would listen regardless of length but i think the idea is like how do you acquire new listeners 
I don't know. I don't know who's listening to podcasts for a certain length. It's probably old people. Get the old people out of here, man. Modern day podcast listeners, man. The whole beauty of podcasts is that you can listen to anything as long as you want, as little as you want. There's no, you know, like you don't miss it because, oh, I wasn't in my car at this time. Like, I don't know, man. To put restrictions on podcasts just seems weird to me. So I don't hear that noise. But whatever. Anyway, redraft buy or sell it's important that we say redraft that's what this matters is redraft specific although guys i did post a poll on twitter and people seem they want more dynasty stuff from us so unless one of you two rigged the polls because you want to give more dynasty information people want some dynasty information from us so but this one's redraft but we'll have to throw some more dynasty stuff in here as we move along guys you, you got it you got it i got it all right good redraft buy or sell Somewhat speed round, Adam. Somewhat. First guy on the list, man, David Johnson. I feel bad for David Johnson. Anyone here buying or selling David Johnson? I think I think if you could get him cheap enough, like that's kind of a cop-out answer. I, 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 you can't sell him. Nobody's paying anything. I'm buying him for the low low. I will do it like you said. But I will admit, this this is how funny fantasy football is. Last week in a dynasty league, I won't say which one or who the owner was, but I tried to buy David Johnson, and I paid, was offering Tariq Cohen and Devontae Parker, and they rejected me. I also offered Cohen and Jamison Crowder, and they rejected me. I feel like I dodged a bullet. Do you guys agree? Or do you think that person did the right thing? In a redraft league, I think they should have taken Cohen and Parker. It was a dynasty league, but yeah, in a redraft, I guess we're talking redraft, but still an interesting question. I think I wouldn't sell any of my David Johnson for what you were offering. Yeah. I was going to say, if that's dynasty, you, you make trash offers. Let's move on. Damn you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, bud. I was trying to take uh, advantage of it. Re- redraft. That was, you know, something I'd think about just because I, I honestly don't know. I mean, if if David Johnson is healthy, you want to start him every single week. The question is, when will David Johnson be healthy? And the way that they've been with this injury and the fact that, like, he's still playing but not playing, and then they went to the length of bringing in Kenyon Drake, it seems it seems super weird. It seems super, super weird. So I don't know how you can be confident in him moving forward. Like you guys said, from a buy-sell standpoint, like he, he's a buy candidate just because the perception might be lower than what his possible expectation is if he gets healthy and he has no value if you you know are trying to sell him. But now this isn't an injury thing, though, is it? Yeah, yeah. I think it is. I don't like think it's it is. I mean, the, I mean, it's 100% been a nagging back injury. No, but the horrible head coach in Arizona is not saying that, though. Yeah, he is. He said that Kenyon Drake had the hot hand. He did not say that, oh, you know, I'm not playing him because he's hurt. Well, I choose to believe that it's back injury. (laughs) I mean, he missed multiple games before that. Like, he's seen limited touches for the Yeah, it's an injury. It it is injury-related, Neil. Whatever. (laughs) Move Mm. on. Would you rather have David Johnson or Austin Eckler redraft? What? David Uh, Johnson. Eckler. I think it's got to be Eckler. Yeah, I would go Eckler too. 
Listen, listen, this is this is an listen right now on cardswire.ustoday.com. Eleven hours ago from Jess Root, um, it says here this is about Cliff Kingsbury and David Johnson. They're asking him about him. It says Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury won't say he's benched against the Niners. I wouldn't use the term benched. He said it was more about more about what Kenyon Drake was doing. He was the hot hand. We're going to play the guy that we feel like is is the best chance at that time. Game plans change and roles will change. David is a part of the offense, and we have to find a way to make sure he's playing at a high level and we can get him to football. That said, his role has certainly changed. Rather, this is not quote anymore. Rather being the focal part of the offense, he is now just a piece. And then the head coach says again, David's a very good football player, and we'll try to put him in a position to be successful based upon the game plan week to week. I mean, he's not mentioning an injury, but I mean, if you guys insist, <laughs> I mean, he had an ankle injury. He did. Like, he was hurt, but I mean, at this point, he, he's not mentioning it, right? He's not saying, "Oh, well, he's hurt. We're trying to work him back." He said, "You know, things happen. We'll see how the game plan plays out." You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like I don't know if getting caught up in coach speak, bud. Mm, I don't think so. I think Kingsbury maybe he was just trying to talk up Kenyon Drake. Maybe he just doesn't want to go out there and be like. Kenyon Drake, he's okay because because you know David Johnson's hurt. So I mean, come on, guys, like we gotta play him. He's hmm. he's trying to just say like, look, Drake's playing well. Drake that's, is that's actually like good. An actually useful thing for a coach to say. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it plays out. But I mean, yeah, I'm with you guys as far as the buy sell aspect. I wouldn't sell him if I had him. I'm just a big David Johnson fan. And if I can buy him, of course, I would at a decent price, obviously. But I don't know, man. I, I'm not as confident in the whole Arizona David Johnson thing right now. I don't feel good yeah, about it. I'm not it. confident in us being able to do a speed round. Shut up. All right. <laughs> DJ Chark. Gentlemen, DJ Chark. I won't even, I won't even redraft in Dynasty. I don't uh, – yeah. <laughs> Just... What are you talking about are you you saying you would you don't want him in dynasty i want him less in dynasty why i just (laughs) because the okay i i feel like whatever is going on with him this year is fantastic and there's every reason to think that he gets you through the year in redraft but like this guy didn't do much in college he didn't do much in college He's doing a lot in the NFL. Yeah, well, he's back to this college. He's back to this college shit. <laughs> just, I cannot stand this college so, argument. It drives me crazy. I just I mean, think next year we know, might be like, saying we might be saying what happened to DJ Shark. I don't think we will. <laughs> okay, I don't think so either. He's good. I man. guess that answers our question. <laughs> he's good. This happens though. Guys are good for a year. You know, this happens. And and then yeah, they with guys maybe, like Josh maybe, Gordon, like what well, are we no, talking that's, about? That's very different. But like, I think he is probably a top twenty-four wide receiver next year. But I don't. I don't. He's I would not bet that he can three years you. old and he's dominating the league. I don't know, man. I think I think you're way. I think you're way off. But I don't know. This would be interesting to see how it pans out next year. Then, but yeah, I, I mean, actually traded for him today in a dynasty league. But but I don't. <laughs> is this guy serious uh, josh are you serious right now i i'm i have a team where i've decided i'm packing it in and i traded uh like just a couple of pieces that 
I think, or more now. I think Chark will still have value next year. I'm willing to I'm willing to gamble on the chance that he continues to be good, but I think he's more of a top 24 wide receiver than a wide receiver one. A uh, top 24 wide receiver is – oh, you mean like a fantasy wide receiver one. Okay. I mean, he's going to be the wide receiver one on Jacksonville probably for the next couple of years to come. It's just a matter of if Jacksonville can right the ship. But, I, I mean, think if this might... year has been any indication, it doesn't matter. I think Didi might eventually – Didi died a rivalry week. there. A Didi rivalry. died last week, bud. Last week was the week. Nick Foles is coming back. It was supposed to be DD week. It wasn't DD week. DD dead. <laughs> like, I mean, from a fantasy production standpoint, DJ, I feel like, cemented himself last week as, as an elite fantasy producer. He has 51 receptions, just a tad bit under 800 yards, and eight touchdowns so far this year. It's pretty eight good. touchdowns already. Damn. Pretty damn good. I, I mean, I, I obviously would. It's just crazy. Josh is like, I don't want, I wouldn't buy him in Dynasty. I just traded for him this week. It's like, Josh, hey, no, come listen. on, Josh. Come on, hey, man. I will trade for him at the right price. I felt like I was getting a good, a good price on him. I feel like he has good value. You know, like I don't see his value falling off a cliff, but I don't think that this guy is, should be locked in as a Dynasty wide receiver one. All right. What about in redraft right now? Would you sell DJ Chark if someone came to you with a crazy offer? No. Like, what What would you – I mean, it would have to be, like, stupid. His, I, w- his I wonder how many there. how many leagues could you pull off in a redraft right now where you're like, I'll trade you Juju for DJ. Nobody would do it. Zero leagues. Zero. Wait, 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 wait. Nobody would do – Nobody would give you Chark. Nobody would give you Chark for Juju. In Dynasty? No, no, in, in redraft. In redraft. Oh, in, in redraft. redraft yeah, no, in redraft, that's that's idiotic. I'm trying to catch yeah, Juju so. fans slipping still, though, man. If I could, if I yeah. could sell a Juju, I would. <laughs> man, I think everybody's well aware of Juju's problem. I don't know. There's I would definitely rather have Juju in Dynasty than DJ Chark. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. I misheard and was super confused for a second there. Speed I, I've seen I've seen some crazy talk online about how Juju is no longer a top twelve dynasty wide receiver, and I don't know. People love to overreact over one season. Speed round is going real well right now. It's uh, going great. <laughs> <laughs> I did say speed round. It could be a very slow speed round. We know Longest specify. segment. Yeah. Sony Michelle, are you buying him right now from a frustrated owner who doesn't believe in him? Is tired of waiting. Or are you selling this mofo if you can? This to me might be the best one in the group because this is a guy I think you actually can buy and I feel like you should. I think that down the stretch, like I've said for the last few weeks now, Sony Michelle's going to hit some games. There's going to be a couple 20-point games in there. I don't know if it's going to be this week against Dallas, but New England is at home and I think he has a better chance doing it at home than he does away. As the months get colder, New England is going to run the ball more, and that offense will get more efficient. It seems to happen every single year. So, yeah, I'm going to keep banking on it. So I think he's a great buy low. Uh, I would rather have Latavius Murray. Damn, what? <laughs> no. I mean, I'd rather have Latavius Murray, too. If Alvin Kamara goes down, he's a fucking wide receiver, or running back one every week. Like, <laughs> I'd rather have Brian Hill. Okay, no. well, now you're You're dumb. being ridiculous. You're being ridiculous. <laughs> right, Brian yeah. Hill getting the work. 
Yeah, volume, Neil. <laughs> it's all about that volume. I Man. mean, to be fair, it, it is all about that. How volume. good was he in college? That's all I care about. Yeah. When Here's when Brian Sony Hill. Michelle gets the same number of touches as Brian Hill, Brian Hill scores six fantasy points, and <laughs> Sony Michelle scores twenty-two. <laughs> Yeah, we're all buying Sonny Michelle if we can for the good price. For the good, good, we'll see how it plays out. But I feel good about him. I feel good about him finishing the year. We'll see. Um, Miles Sanders. I'm selling the hell out of some Miles Sanders if I can. I'm trying to That's find that. good because I'm pretty sure Josh and I are buying him. I'm trying. Oh, so, good. So I'm trying to find good, guys like you guys. So, yep. Most definitely. I'm I'm still buying Miles Sanders. I mean, even even with Jordan Howard likely coming back, I think that yeah, I mean he's he's just he's explosive and I feel like he can be successful on a limited number of touches. And honestly, rookies like this are, are the guys that I kinda like to target down the stretch because I think that they have the greatest potential to break out. Just you know, it takes a while to get integrated into the offense, long time to learn the play book. By this point in the year, all that stuff's down, you know. It, the coaches know what they have in him, and he's explosive. So it's just a matter of how much they're going to utilize him. And if they decide to utilize him more and more, I mean, this past week seemed like it was going to be the breakout week for him, and it definitely wasn't. So it might be done, at least for this season. But I don't know. Personally, I, I like the idea of trying to buy him low. This is redraft, man. Yeah, that's why I said that. Personally, I like the idea of buying him low. Mm. I think he can still have some blow up games down the stretch here. He's he's an explosive player, man. So rest of season, Sony Michelle or Miles Sanders? So I'd still go Sony Michelle. Oh, you'd go Sanders. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'd go I'd go Sony Michelle only because I think that 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 uh, like role is so locked in in that offense. Whereas Miles Sanders is not something that we've seen. In the Philadelphia offense. Yeah, I think Miles Sanders still has upside, and I don't think that the Patriots can cure Sony for from his problems. I mean, that's just all it is. Like he's just getting beat out by by Rex Burkhead and James White, like and hasn't been great with the opportunities that he's gotten. We'll see. I would have I would have Sony. Uh the last guy on the list, Terry McLaurin. Redskins, wide receiver, rookie. He's got a rookie quarterback now. How do we feel about this? Do we feel like it's going to play out well rest of the season that he's worth buying? Or are we trying to get out from under him in this redraft league? How how messed up is it that Dwayne Haskins is actually tanking Terry McLaurin's value? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. You were talking up Haskins so much coming into this year. And you were talking him down, Adam. I was stalking him down so hard. He's Mason Rudolph, bud. Like, oh, it's it's bad. It's real bad right now. And I think that just like with Juju, it's the same thing with Terry McLaurin. Amazing talent cannot overcome poor quarterback play. They catch the ball from the quarterback. It's how the position works. And unfortunately, McLaurin is just in a situation where if they, I mean, if they keep going with the young kid, like. Unless he gets injured and Case Keenum is back there, I have no interest in McLaurin. Man, he was on such a nice pace to start the season, too. He had like. Oh, so good. He had like five touchdowns, I think, within the first five weeks. And then since then, just nothing. (laughs) Part part of me thinks that like rookies just do this sometimes. You know, like Kenny Galladay kind of did this. He had some injury issues, but like, I think this might just be the rookie dance. But I also think that. 
like this is just a bad sign when you put in Haskins and quarterback or not quarterback wide receivers fall off. It's it's not good. I mean, to be fair, Case Keenum is fantastic for fantasy. He's so good. He's so <laughs> good for fantasy. He he is though. Like for from a fantasy perspective, like he's propped up so many fantasy wide receivers. So. It's not shocking to me that McLaurin was able to do well with him, but it's very telling that Haskins has tanked this team. And I also think that, like, Case Keenum is not the type of quarterback that um, rises above his circumstances. So, like, that tells me something about the the system, the situation in Washington. So it's not that bad. And then Haskins comes in and, eh. With everything you guys are saying, I'd be willing to buy McLaurin. If there was somebody who was done with him. If, Do you think that Haskins will turn it around before the end of the year? Like, what's what's that based on? Or just Lawrence's talent? Alone? He had almost seven receive, 70 receiving yards last week, right? Um, He had a big play, I think, that was taken away by, a like, a pass interference or some kind of, some kind of penalty or something, but um, that couldn't have been pass interference. So there's some kind of drive that he had a big play. Um, I don't know. I just feel like... Again, he's one of those guys that make like ridiculous catches, big plays. So like, it's not horrible to bet on him right now. Like if you, if someone's giving up, like oh they changed the rookie quarterback, he's not looking good. Redskins are in peril. It's terrible. Like maybe you can get McLaurin, you know, for not that bad of a price, and it might be worth the risk, man. Like, I think it, it could be worse, it, especially like if you've got a redraft team that's not great, or just like maybe on the the verge of being in or out of the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. McLaurin, McLaurin has more upside than a lot of what's out there. Yeah. I don't know. To me, he's like the most dangerous kind of asset. He's a guy you'll start every week and a guy that will put up under 10 points. Oh, I love dangerous Adam. I know. I just love dangerous. I can't help it. Love them. Bad boys. You know how, you know how, you know how girls are like them bad boys. And I like dangerous and fancy football, man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right that's it for our uh buy or sell sort of fast sort of slow speed round um let's jump over to locks of the week last week we had marquise brown 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 hunter renfro not bad and was it debo samuel yeah. Yeah. ding 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 who was that josh that was me that was you Congratulations, Josh. Thank you. You pulled something out of your ass there, man. And props to to Neil. I remember there was one time uh, in the past where you talked to Debo Samuel, so you get this one too. Yeah. Anytime I talk about someone in the past, I get credit in the future. That's how it works. Yep, for sure. For sure, it's Debo doesn't have a great college production profile. Oh, Uh-oh. well, <laughs> one in, one and done. I drafted nice Debo Samuel. I drafted Debo Samuel in the dynasty league that I'm eleven or no, and um, yeah, I have Debo Samuel. So I haven't even <laughs> used him yet. That's how good my team is. I haven't even used the guy yet. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to him doing well. Josh, you keep picking the man. This is how it's gonna play out. So Josh won last week. Now everyone knows I picked Marquise Brown last week. So this week going forward, you're going to get some big weeks out of him. Uh, Hunter Renfro. You did steal my Hunter Renfro too, Adam. So that was kind of like your fault that I went with Marquise Brown. But we'll yeah, that, was, that was pretty awful. But I'm going to go first this week I mean, so you guys can't steal my guys. Um, just pick another five-point play. It's, it's true. I probably will. And uh, I have no 
no doubt that you guys weren't going to pick this guy this week, I don't believe. So it's an easy, I don't have to really go first, but I will anyway. I'm going Josh Gordon. Ooh. Josh like Gordon it. in I Seattle, like baby. Nice. His first game, he made a couple of plays. Lockett's a little banged up. Seattle plays Philly secondary, who, you know, who can be beat. I'm feeling good about Gordon proving a point in week 12. So I'm going to go with Josh Gordon. Hey, any guys catching passes from Russell Wilson, I can't hate on too hard. I feel pretty good about them. And I feel like Josh Gordon has some proving to do to finish out the year. He's had a lot of, you know, he's got, he's gotten himself together. Last, in, in the first game he played with them, he, he even made some plays. So I feel good about it, especially with Lockett being banged up. Um, so Josh Gordon is my not-so-obvious flex lock of the week. I feel good about it. Yeah, very on brand, Neil. I like it. Thank you. Um, I went with a player who's actually going to score fantasy points. Uh, <sighs> so <laughs> uh, my lock of the week this week's James Washington. Uh, I mean, Pittsburgh has this cake matchup right now against Cincinnati this week. And Washington projects to potentially be the wide receiver one on an offense that has Juju Smith-Schuster, who's been out with a concussion, and I believe a knee injury as well, if I remember correctly. So he's projected to be out this week, and Deontay Johnson's also coming off the concussion, so he might also be out. Um, so I think we're going to see a huge target spike for Washington this week, uh, even though you know Mason Rudolph can't push the ball downfield at all. I think that you just kind of going to run into a volume situation against the worst team in the NFL, and I think that when you – have all the stars aligned like this you can't really ignore it so for me he he seems like you know definitely a lock this week them five yard passes are gonna be lethal man i don't know how but he like averages 15 yards a catch so it's so funny like we shit on mason rudolph we say he can't throw the ball we shit on everything that's going on in pittsburgh and they were like yeah i think the player's gonna be the player i'm gonna go i mean they're playing the worst team in the nfl no i get it man i get it I get it. You feel good about him. It's I all about it. volume, Neil. You yeah, exactly. I was just going to say that. You shit on this Josh guy about his fucking volume, and then you pull the volume card. You guys are the biggest flip-floppers. I stay on brand. Even if brand is bad, I stay on it. <laughs> stay on it. You guys are fence riders, man. You fucking flip-flop every second. Hey, James Washington just had production. He had 20 points two weeks ago. Mm-hmm, sure. Go ahead, mm-hmm, Josh. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I'm going to go, look, I don't, I don't want to put this out there as being a thing people should do, but I got, I got to go with Nikhil Harry, man. I got, I got to roll with, with my boy Nikhil Harry. Now that he's actually getting snaps, it's going to happen. Is he getting the volume, Josh? I guess I win this week by default. That was fun, guys. (laughs) Cool. 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 It's Nikhil Harry. I'm just telling you. All right, 14.3% hog rate. That's like right up there with the Jacob Hollisters of the world. So Yeah, tight ends. <laughs> he's getting, listen, he's getting production. He's a college producer. He did great in college. Big things are coming. Big things. Big things are coming. I mean, lucky for him, everyone else on that offense is injured. So it's, it's you know, That's right. That's if it's right. ever going to happen, now is the time. I feel, really, I feel really good this home. I feel really good about my pick this week. I almost went with Mark. You feel really good about your pick every week. (laughs) This is true. But I don't want Josh to get back-to-back victories. And I definitely don't want you to get any victories. So, yeah, I feel good. I'll throw this poll up on Twitter. I'm curious how this one plays out. I'm really curious. Everyone's going to go, James Washington, because he's getting all the targets. 
Correct. He's getting all the targets from that white privileged quarterback. I'm going to go with him. <laughs> Get out of here. Nailed it. it. Got it in one. Those, anyone who votes for James Washington, they sound just like that when they talk. No, he's getting all the targets. Mason Rudolph's really hey. going to get that revenge for getting hit in the head. Let's move on. If you look at Mason Rudolph's head on player profiler, it actually looks like that voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how it sounds. All right. Let's move on to foul or no foul. Foul or no foul. What do we have here this week, gentlemen? I have a tweet. I think Adam was. I think I see that I see it because of Adam. I forget if I seen it because of Adam or somebody responded to it on my timeline, I believe. And uh, so I thought it was interesting conversation. Let me just pull up the tweet because I like to kind of give people the background on why I'm saying this. Adam will know what I'm talking about immediately. All right. So the tweet on Twitter was director Elizabeth Banks defends reboots and blames men for Charlie's Angels flopping. With 8.6 million domestically on a 50 million dollar budget, she said, "You've had 37 Spider-Man movies. It reinforces a stereotype in Hollywood that men don't go see women do action movies. So, foul or no foul, men don't go see and/or support when women do action movies. Foul or no foul? Men men hate it when they put those women superheroes on the screen, right? <laughs> they they hate that." It was just a shitty movie. <laughs> I didn't even know it was out. I didn't even know it was coming out. I didn't know it was being produced. I had I they, seen zero marketing on it. Yeah, uh, foul. My my tweet was at eight point five million. It looks like women don't go see women in action movies. Facts. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, no one saw your movie. It wasn't a gender bias. Like, your movie just it, sucks. You know, but this is this is where we're at now in society, where you have you you. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw, and I hope it's not another foul or no foul, but there was a ad campaign uh, regarding meth. Did you guys see this floating around I did see Twitter? it. I'm on meth or something so, like that? Yeah, it's called it's I'm on meth, and it was just this ad campaign that was supposed to be anti-methamphetamine, but it was just posters and stuff saying I'm on meth with just different pictures of people. And immediately it got a ton of backlash and all this you know, attention on social media. And then they came out and said, yeah, that was the whole point. We knew that people would get upset about us putting up signs that said, I'm on meth and it would get people talking about the methamphetamine epidemic. And it's like, that's fucking brilliant. But that's where we're at as a society now where people have to like back engineer stuff to trigger people just so that people actually talk about shit that matters. It's so infuriating, but it, it's where we're at as a society now. Like people just pay attention to the things that upset them. I'm on meth. Sounds like something that's said in Oklahoma a lot. They 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 actually have like real meth problems out here. Like, <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. It's true. <sighs> Got to work on that, Josh. Get to work. I feel man. like it's the it's the poor white drug of choice. It's really it's really sad. <laughs> Breaking Bad made it a thing. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Um, yeah, let's move on to the next one. Um, with almost a million followers on Twitter and thousands of replies, retweets, and likes, nobody cares anymore that OJ Simpson allegedly killed his wife. Foul or no foul? No foul. No foul. I retweeted OJ this week. So did I. It felt fucked up, but I like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I agree with OJ here. 
I care uh-huh. more about his football takes. Like, I just can't be upset forever. I love that Twitter bans people and OJ Simpson has a Twitter. I love that those two things coincide. I love that we live in the alternate universe where a company has a website that they can ban people from and they allow. I I don't know. Like at this point, it's so hard where it's like, I mean, he was proven innocent in a court of law. (laughs) Like, I don't know, man. It, it, It is so weird. It is so weird, too, because we have this climate now where people are, like, going after Louis C.K. And it's like, um, meanwhile, there's this guy who we're pretty sure murdered some people. (laughs) (laughs) We're laughing about it. It's not even funny. He's just talking about fantasy football. Hello, Twitter world. Hello, Twitter world. (laughs) Fucking, oh, my God. He is. Every time he says that, I'm like. trip to watch, though, man, because he is just, he's so out there. Every time he says that, I'm like, why didn't I do that? I'm going to start every podcast with, hello, podcast world. <laughs> See if it takes off. A marketing genius. It's weird. It's really weird, man. It's a strange world we live in. It's very strange. But yeah, man, go fuck with OJ, man. He's, go be his a millionth follower. He's killing it. It's crazy. It doesn't make... Oh, I said he's killing it. That was not on purpose. Uh, <laughs> he's just slicing up the competition. You know what I mean? Like, he's... <laughs> Hey man, he just said I'm gonna take a stab at this whole social media thing. <laughs> this is horrible. We are all horrible people. I like that he said like one of the first things he said in this video that I retweeted of his was like anybody who's been around football for any amount of time has seen people a remove other people's helmets and b try to hit them with it. <laughs> like, this is what linemen do three times a week. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I don't know, man. It's crazy. It's an interesting thing to see, man. It's interesting to see how this plays out. It's a, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, I retweeted it and I was like, is there, is it, am I bad? Am I a bad person for this? I don't know. <laughs> Didn't feel like I should be doing it, but I agreed with him. It was weird. Um, the last thing, last follow or no follow we have here Ravens running back Mark Ingram says his quarterback, Lamar Jackson, is the NFL MVP and he's 100% correct. Foul or no foul. Yeah, I think he's that's fine. I wouldn't be upset at all if Lamar Jackson won it. I mean, I part of me would like to see Russell Wilson get it, but also that press conference where Mark Ingram did that, that was kind of weird. Like his face was strangely intense. (laughs) He said, Come see him if you if you have a problem. I was uncomfortable watching that. (laughs) But but I have no problem with Lamar Jackson getting MVP. Yeah, I mean, I I say no foul too. I mean it's crazy from a fantasy football perspective because last year we had Patrick Mahomes do the unthinkable and produce a fantasy season that, you know, was so such an outlier that people thought, you know, he'd never repeat it. And now, meanwhile, Lamar Jackson is now on pace to outperform what Patrick Mahomes did last year. And it's just it's it's flabbergasting. So, you know, what's impressive is that it's not just a fantasy thing like it's correlating to real NFL games and they're winning games and they're winning it on the back of Lamar Jackson like week after week. And yeah, I think that 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 is essentially what makes an MVP. Like Josh said, I mean, I think Russell Wilson's right there in the discussion. We I mean, we dropped it a little bit earlier when I made the comment about all the black quarterback MVPs. But like 
it is. I mean, it's really cool to see. And, you know, Deshaun Watson's right there with him as well. So, yeah, I mean, I think that uh, it to me, Lamar has it locked down. But there's definitely other players who have who have had great seasons as well. I agree. He definitely deserves it. And also, Mark Ingram, man, you don't got to threaten us, dude. We don't got we don't got to fight about this. He wanted to fight people yeah, in the parking I, lot. He looked like a pit bull. I mean, he looked crazy looking. He he did. He's got like this, I didn't, I didn't, he was very serious. He's got like a big head, and it was it was weird. Like, yeah, he looked serious about it. He was like, it was as if somebody argued with him before he came out, whether Lamar Jackson was the MVP or something. It was weird. Um, he was just very into his quarterback. Yeah, I respect it. I respect it. All right, that is it for Fowler. No foul. Let's close this bad boy out with show and tell. If you got them, show them. If you got them, anyone have show and tell? I'm going to be honest. You know, uh, I really didn't bring much of a show and tell today, but I did have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich before I started. It was amazing. And so I feel like it's important that you guys go have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Wait a second. It wasn't amazing. It was. There's no such thing as an amazing peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Adam, listen to me. Listen to me. What about this sandwich made it amazing? Adam, listen. I don't know what it was. But listen, we're all into fancy shit, right? Like, I had a a mean peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It was amazing. And I was like, you know what? I don't appreciate the simple shit too much enough. You know? Like, I don't have to overthink shit all the time. You can appreciate the simple shit. It was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. I'm into this Um, uh, also... Sarah I Lee. I feel like I brought this up. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Sorry, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go Sarah ahead. Sarah Lee butterbread. I oh. used Sarah Lee butterbread. It was legit. Interesting. I never used that's it before. It was fucking fire. Terrible. It was fire, and I, I loved right. it. So, have I told you guys the goat move on this podcast before with peanut butter and jelly? You might have. We've had sandwich talks before. Yeah, I, I don't know if this one's been brought up though. Uh, this happened so. Uh, fun fact, for a short period of time while I was in college, I decided it was a good idea to be a vegetarian for a year. Um, it mostly just revolved around me eating a lot of processed food. And that's <laughs> when I came up with this little fun concoction, which is uh, it's te- you can call it toasted peanut butter and jelly. But what you do is you take peanut butter and jelly and you, uh, you know, take one piece of bread. You put butter on one side, peanut butter on the other. You take another piece of bread jelly on one side butter on the other and you throw that in a skillet so it's got the peanut butter and jelly in the middle it's got butter on either side you let it cook up on both sides get nice and toasty and that is a delectable little treat so a hot peanut butter and jelly yeah it's hot peanut butter and jelly essentially grilled peanut butter and jelly more or less interesting it's just like you make a grilled cheese but with peanut butter and jelly and it's fantastic I mean, I'm willing to try it. It's definitely worth it. Report report back next week. I will, but just basically my show and tell is appreciate the simple shit, guys. Let's not get too fancy all the time. You know, at, Josh is over there. He's super fancy. He needs to come down and appreciate the simple stuff. And I think a peanut butter and jelly, I, I guarantee you, there are people listening right now who are like, damn, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich does sound good right now. Yeah, especially after what I just said. <laughs> yeah, they're going to go toast their fucking peanut butter I wonder how many, food. Is that like a thing or is that like something you peasant food? Listen to Josh over here. What did he say? He called it peasant food. Pe- wow. Yeah. yeah. It's beneath me. Wow. I'll be a peasant all day for peanut butter jelly sandwich. I'll tell you that much. I actually I want to go get the ingredients now. <laughs> I know you do. I love that I don't have all the ingredients for peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, that's kind of weird that you said you want to go <laughs> get it. 
I don't keep I don't keep bread on hand, man. You guys, your carb life. You don't keep bread on hand. Listen, Neil, bread takes up a lot. I, of- I eat bread. But it takes yeah, up a lot of counter space. It takes up a lot of counter space. <laughs> you fucking hater. It takes up all that damn counter space. Oh, that long no. loaf of bread. I need a, I need a picture. Everybody campaigning for a picture of Adam's apartment. Oh my god! Just walk around any studio apartment. Actually, mine's a decently nice studio in comparison, but nonetheless. Nonetheless, there's no room for bread. All right. So, anywho, my thing of the week that I'm going to talk about now, <laughs> so we stop talking about how small my apartment is, you pompous jerks. <laughs> just, just remember that I have the freedom to spend my money however I want. Married guys with kids. All right. Let's move oh. on. <laughs> So for my show and tell this week, let's talk about my Ferrari. (laughs) (laughs) I wish. Uh, Actually, I don't. I'm not a car guy. I could care less. Anywho, um, no, my uh, my show and tell this week, I actually uh, talked to Neil a bit about it already. But uh, it is it is another quote unquote murder pod, except for this one's not a murder pod because nobody gets murdered in it. Um, but it is kind of along the same lines. Uh, it is what most people would refer to as investigative journalism. Um, but nonetheless, it's a, it's a podcast called Uncover. And uh, it has a series of seasons. Uh, but the particular season that I'm recommending is the very first season that they did of it, uh, which is referred to as Escaping Nexium. Um, Nexium is actually spelled N-X-I-V-M. And I don't know if you guys remember hearing about Nexium in the news at all. It was about two years ago, I want to say, at this point. Um, it essentially was a uh, like self-help group that was actually a sex cult. Um, it was pretty elaborate in the way that it was set up. It was basically set up like a giant multi-level marketing scheme. Um, if you listen to the podcast, the guy who was like the leader uh took a lot of influence from scientology and how scientology was built up um so it is really interesting i gained a lot of acclaim like i I don't want to call it acclaim because obviously it's a cult but it gained a lot of media attention because there were um some pretty high profile people who were uh members of it and who were indicted by the fbi in association with it uh including actress allison mack was the one that got a lot of publicity um i can't remember the tv show that she was in it was like smallville or small world it was one of those two um and then there was another heiress to a like billion dollar um enterprise i can't remember the the woman's name offhand but she was also affiliated with it so it it was something that was uh a part of like the, the not necessarily like global elite or anything, but it was uh, a cult that targeted people who were very much uh, upper class or upper middle class. And uh, the the podcast itself is extremely well done. Um, if you listen to the podcast series, Someone Knows Something Ever, uh, it's also done by the same company that produced those, which is the CDC, um, which is like the uh, Canadian broadcasting channel, I believe, CBC. Um and they do fantastic work. I mean, honestly, from a production standpoint, they produce some of my favorite podcasts. And, and this was one that was really, really interesting. Um, if you are ever intrigued by what a cult is, what the ideas of like how people somehow get manipulated into being in a cult and like how 
shockingly casual it can seem to occur um if any of those things interest you this is this is definitely a podcast to check out because uh it was extremely captivating and um as as i think i said to neil like it's shocking to me when i have a podcast that i'm listening to and an episode ends and like a good television show it has a cliffhanger and i'm like oh man i gotta listen to the next one and this definitely had that yeah, those good podcasts will definitely have you as unproductive as possible <laughs> uh, because I do the same thing as you, Adam. But now I have two things to report back on this podcast because I subscribe to it and the damn Pim Jelly Grilled. You give me a lot of work, Adam. Hey, man, that's what I'm here for. Improve your life. Nah, not just about. Josh, you got any cult to tell us about? So now, any what did you say? You got a cult that you want to join and tell us about? No, no cults no, this okay. week. Maybe, <laughs> maybe next week. Um, I went and saw Joker, and I really liked it. Like, I got, I guess there's some controversy about this movie, but I thought it was fantastic, man. Like by by the end of the movie, I just felt like you have to be able to relate a little bit. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. After you seen that movie, you were different for a few days. <laughs> you were a little anti, an, you know, antiarchist, whatever you call it, anarchist, anarchist. What is the word? Anarchist. Anarchist. You were very like, fuck the government. You were no, like, no, nah, okay, you weren't fuck the government, <laughs> but you were very like, you were a little, uh, you were a little testy, man. You were a little, uh, you were like, you seemed to very much enjoy the film. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I like it. Changed, yeah, I changed it, Josh. Neil, have you seen it yet? I, I've yet to go. I haven't to seen it. it, man. I want to see it so bad. But I haven't seen it. And it's not something to watch with kids, right, Josh? No. That's a no-go. There were kids in the theater when I went there, of course, because there always are. <laughs> <laughs> but they probably shouldn't be. Yeah, I've heard that it's not a good, you know, kids. It's very violent. Yeah. But I heard it's like a real mental thing, though, like mental health type of thing like you get a real yeah, it's very like, mental health. like I, has, I heard it like, like a, i've heard people describe it as like dark it's very dark yeah i mean i hope it lives up to the expectations because uh the trailers look like the worst piece of garbage ever <laughs> they were real bad in my opinion so i'm hoping that uh that it lives up because you're not the only person who's told me it's fantastic so yeah i definitely i want to check it out i just haven't made time for it I don't know if the listeners got to do it, but I got a lot of catching up to do. Grill peanut butter and jelly, podcast uncovered, Joker movie. Oh, again, I come with the simple shit. Just make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I'm trying to get people's day a little easier, and you guys just filled up my schedule. Uh, maybe I should do it all at one time. Maybe I should bring a grilled peanut butter and jelly sandwich to the movie theater to watch Joker as I drive there and listen to the uncovered podcast. Sounds like a hell of a day. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? There's no other way to close out this podcast, though, than to have Adam read his last tweet. So, Adam, Motherfucker. if you could please <laughs> go to the other FF guy and tell us what you I said. I love how I forget about this every week. Like, I need... Oh, all right. This is good stuff. It's, all right. Let's see. The last thing that I actually tweeted with my own words. All right. This is me... Uh, reacting to a poll regarding uh, teams being able to trade in redraft leagues when they're mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. My tweet. If it's a redraft league, no team mathematically eliminated from the playoffs should be allowed to trade. 
This is why I hardly play in any redraft anymore. Every league has one debate like this every season. I'm glad you said that, Adam. I agree with you, man. Awesome. I've I've had some ugly situations with that shit. And it is a it is a conversation that's up for contention every year. You just gotta have the open trade rule for 24 hours after every trade. What do you mean? Like where anybody can just send a better deal. Oh, 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 oh. I don't know if that fixes this situation because the person who is mathematically, you know, eliminated should not be trading. Period. What, what for? What? What are they trading for? I don't know. So then, do they not exist? They exist. They just can't trade. That's like, just, this is what it is, man. Like, why should they trade for? I understand what you're saying, but I just feel like the league they have to continue to exist. I don't know. I don't like shutting them out. Shut them out. That, I don't that, like it. The 24-hour rule doesn't work because what if they don't want to take your offer because they're trying to help this person? Well, then that's... that's Yeah, but you never least, can tell. At least at that point, you can say, like, look, this guy made you a better offer and you turned it down. But then You are up to some shit. But you can't. Yeah, and conversations exactly like this one is why I'm going to stop playing redraft because I can't <laughs> do this every single year. Like, what leagues need is they need firm commissioners who write good rules, who then enforce those rules. If it's not in the rules, it cannot be enforceable. That's how I feel about it. It really shouldn't be this hard. And the fact that that always is a discussion every year is just, to me, the most tiresome topic. Like, I'm just, I'm so done with redraft conversations around rules. It's like every year somebody has to try and bend the rules and then everyone in the league has to discuss what we all know someone's trying to do. Like, it's it's just silly to me. I agree, man. And you can't find perfect league mates sometimes, man. A lot of times nope. you're in leagues and there's always a dickhead. So, yeah, it sucks. I for feel sure. like I've never had this. The, the worst problem I've come into with fantasy football is people dropping players that shouldn't be dropped. That's it. You haven't lived enough yet, Josh. What can I tell you? I guess. You haven't played enough redraft with some assholes. I, I have. I, maybe. <laughs> JC Crocker is where you find this kind gentleman who has no complaints about any of you men in his redraft leagues or women. Uh, Josh, has your latest article dropped yet? Yeah. Yeah, it came out. It came out like one day late. I, I feel like you didn't tweet it when I last looked. I, I definitely tweeted it, and it was like Ryan Nall, Patrick Blaird. Oh, Kelvin Harmon showed up this week. I got him picked up in a couple of leagues. Naheem Hines was the was the cover. I think I think Naheem Hines has the best chance of running away with it. Interesting. You like Laird, huh, man? Yeah, Volage sucks, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Damn, pretty crazy. Yeah, I didn't see the article. I guess that you probably put it out after I looked. <clears throat> it's out, folks. Go check it out at JC Crocker. You can find me at Clock Dodgers, C L O C K D O D G E R S, in case it was not obvious. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, all those good places. As always, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. If you're only streaming right now, please hit subscribe. It means a lot to us. Also, we're on this 100th review chase. We're up to 90. We're up to 90. We got shout out to Vashon Island Semi Hermit. Sometimes the names on these reviews are strange, but uh, he he was the last review we got that showed some love, actually recommended some true crime podcasts in the review. 
which was a first and it's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, if you have some recommendations and maybe you don't have Twitter or you don't have Instagram or any of these things, whatever, any ways that you would communicate with us regularly, um, for sure. If you leave a review, you can definitely leave a recommendation or interact with us in the, in the, in the reviews. We can't respond back though. So that's kind of why, you know, we'll do it here on the podcast or if you get on some social media platform, we'll definitely, uh, have conversations back with you. We also had a review from someone who confessed their love for Josh, which can only mean one thing. It was from Josh. Um, I, I had nothing to do with that. No, how yeah. dare you? How dare you? You know how I know it was you, Josh, because they mentioned nothing of your name slaying. And if it was a true Josh supporter, they would have mentioned how they love how you slay names and pronounce them wrong. And you didn't say that. So you failed, Josh. Also, it did say this is not Josh for sure. So, uh, yeah, sometimes, you know, you got to give yourself some love because you were before just part of the crew. And now you're Josh, who has a secret admirer. If you haven't reviewed the podcast, hit give us five stars. Show us some love. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. Josh, Adam, stuff like that. You know, just give us some feedback. It helps us, number one, improve or, you know, change or do more of whatever we're doing. And it also helps people who have no clue what we are or know if we're any good. Say, oh, there's a guy named Josh that's pretty good on the show. That's what they're going to see right now. So push Josh out of there. Because right now he's the first review you see. So we don't want that because they're going to be like, I don't want to listen to a podcast about a guy named Josh. It's a very confusing <laughs> review. So, uh, yeah, if you could push Josh out of the way, anybody, please. That'd be awesome. Really would appreciate that. Josh is the best reason to do anything I've heard today. It's not. Just push Josh. Yeah, push Josh. Yeah, get him out of there. Because if you could just do that for us. Even if we don't get to 100, just push Josh's review out of the way. Because like I said, if you look up Clock Dodgers on the podcast app, you literally see Josh's review only. So, I actually didn't consider the fact that other people would probably see this. Yeah. So thanks, Josh. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. They all see it, Josh. Now they're all anxious. You really kind of, you know, set a high bar for yourself now also. Because people are going to see that and be like, damn. I mean, this Josh guy is apparently really good at this. So, uh I hope you live up to the hype now, Josh. Good luck with that, man. Really good. Every morning I get up and I look in the mirror and I, I say, Sanu, Sanu. <laughs> you work on it. It's good. The show is over again. We love you guys. As always, be kind, be great. Keep dying. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.